0: What's up guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I am Keith. And I'm Jack. Jack's back in the dark. Uh Jack and Keith are back from their honeymoon to Tahiti. It was a lo- I heard it was a lovely ceremony, but unfortunately they've already had the wedding annulled. Turns out Tahitian marriages do not count for American tax evasion purposes. Yeah, so uh,
1: we should have a good thing going. Ahead. Turns out we couldn't save any
0: money. So Yeah, you should you guys should have done your um, homework a little bit better a um, couple of got a, uh, got a great wedding gift though. Yes, a, wedding gift. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, we'd also like to start this episode off because it is, I do believe, uh it is Veterans Day weekend. So happy Veterans Day to everybody out there who has served. Uh and a belated happy Marine Corps birthday to all of those guys with low ASVAP scores. Fun note about the Marine Corps, uh, the Marine Corps, something that I was sharing with. Several of my friends in the Air Force who are also prior Marines is that I know loads of Marines who got out and went into the Air Force or the Army or something like that uh, to the point that a friend of mine who is in uh, uh, Ranger Battalion said the best recruiting tool for the Rangers is MARSOC and i was like jesus yeah no no the the the, uh
1: the service bleed over into the other branches is very very real like a lot of a lot of the guys in the guard up here the reason i got into the michigan guard um after the marine corps is other marines who were in the guard who are like guys it's chill over here (laughs) right
0: and what's funny is like you go from the Marines to like the army and you're like, Oh, this is so much more relaxed. I can't even imagine. Cause I have a couple of friends who are Marine infantry and ended up as air force cops. And they're like, it's, it's just nice over here. It's chill. And I'm like, yeah, I imagine it is. Uh, and then other fun announcements because I know the internet uh, cares about this. I do finally have a rifle that is chambered in a bottleneck rifle cartridge. Even if according to some, thirty thirty is only a technicality, uh, but it is in fact a bottleneck rifle cartridge. Right that is you. the that's the Rossi R ninety five, which is currently available. We have some new. Models of that dropping probably in the next couple of months as well, that I think people are really gonna like. Uh, and that's a really good segue to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Taurus USA and Guns.com. Taurus USA, we make cool guns, Guns.com, they sell them. Easy day, should do that. So, so, uh, we haven't had the three of us on an episode together in like a month, I think, or if not, uh, uh yeah, I more- think it's. It's been a hot minute. It has. Uh, so, and I've had a couple of people ask me like, what's going on? Is the show not continuing? And I want you guys to understand something. Uh, we're really busy. Like It is
1: November. And if you know anything about sales holidays in November for marketing folks, which is all of our day job, we don't mm-hmm. just sit there here and wait six days and be like, hey, we should turn on the camera again and talk. And in the meantime, <laughs> do nothing. Oh, here's as our day jobs and it's it's very markety out there right now
0: very markety we also have less than uh eight working weeks until shot show oh yeah <laughs> yeah because if you think about it thanksgiving week gone christmas week and new year's week gone we have less than eight working weeks until shot show so we're okay. we're busy but not too busy to buy a new minor league baseball team hat these are the rocket city trash pandas and this is the best fucking hat i've ever bought <laughs> this is fantastic uh, all right, so this week's episode, we're having a little fun this week, guys. Uh, the news is very, the news of the world is depressing, so we're not talking about any of that. Um, if you would <laughs> like to know our opinion about the news of the world or crimes or anything like that, just DM us so we can ignore it and possibly forward it to counsel for advice. This week, we are talking about battle rifles, but ranked on the hot crazy scale. So, Jack, could you explain to the lovely folks what the hot crazy scale is?
2: Okay, so there is an the inverse law is like the hotter you go, the crazier it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there's a happy zone in like the seven, you know, six, seven, eight, where it's an acceptable amount of crazy for an acceptable amount of hot, and then you get into like really bad stuff. Now, you've also got a couple of things that like can skew you, like a hairdresser. No matter what she looks like, is never going to be an acceptable amount of crazy. She's always crazy.
0: A ginger, uh, yeah, also on the on that list. Um, the other thing about the hot, crazy which I
2: want stuff- to, I want to say, Dana McClinton, Dana is the guy who came up with this. We didn't come up with this. is yeah. the smart guy. Look up "Hot Crazy Matrix." He'll pull up his V. I want to give that shout out there.
0: Yeah, the Hot Crazy Matrix is actually, it's a, fun, it's a fun video to watch. Other things on the Hot Crazy Matrix are the hotness, also, it can also be used as an indicator of how hot you need to be for us to tolerate a certain level of crazy as well. Yes. Like, I'm willing to put up with, you know, I'm willing to put up with like a seven worth of crazy if you're like a nine hot. So, cause a seven worth of crazy is a lot of crazy. It's a, it's a significant amount of crazy. Um, so, but we're going to rank battle rifles on the hot crazy scale. And what I should have done is I should have gotten a whiteboard for this and actually drawn on there. Um, and I know that there's a way to do this using uh, the zoom tools, but that seems like more work than I'm interested in doing right now. So yeah, let to,
2: to put that much work in this throwaway of an episode. Yeah, 100%.
0: This is, you know what sucks? We did like, we've done like thoughtful episodes. I guarantee this episode is going to get more views than most of the other ones. Battle, battle
1: rifles on the hot crazy scale, that's
0: some SEO juice right it there. It is. It is in fact SEO gold. So let's see. Let's, let's, let, let's talk about battle rifles here for a second. So if we're making a list of the, you know, your battle rifles, you got your G3s, you got your FALs, you got your M14s. Uh, what else?
1: What what am I leaving off of this you got, list? Your SR 25s your scars, your four seventeen H and
0: K. Oh, um, we're, we're including modern ones too. We're doing, we're doing yeah, modern,
2: yeah. I I think well. I think we should. Modern. I think we should take this down to um. Every we every pattern gets one entrance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for H and K, I'm sorry, I don't think we should do the four seventeen because the sr twenty five in it are kind of close. That's fair so H and K, they're going to they get we got the AR pattern senior 25 that's that's the that's the big one agent K gets the G3 the M14 the Scar what else the FAL, F-A-L. that's and fine
1: i'm going to throw in for IWI the Tavor
0: 7 no they, do, I, I, pay, they do pay uh, us money they, oh, okay well fine since since they do pay they do be paying then they, well, we will throw in the Tavor in there as well uh all right so i will start and i and actually
2: I, actually I'm going to pull the devore because the Galil, three hundred eight, has a much longer history.
1: It does have a much longer history. However, I want to talk about the devore.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so we're going to do the Divor. Oh, because the gal- the Galil is its own its own animal. So the Galil is its own weird animal. Are there any? Uh, you know what? Uh, technically, we should probably put the SVT forty four on this list as well. The what? The fucking this fucking thing hang on SV- oh svt-40 sorry i always forget the last name of it the svt-40 is a soviet semi-automatic battle rifle that's a widespread service during and after world war ii
2: it did not uh, see widespread service no, I, oh my god I, <laughs> it's, it's on the internet so it must be true <laughs> widespread service my ass that that Uh, thing like look i know what it is and it's only saying i'm now annoyed at whoever wrote this according
0: to the internet uh they built uh 1.6 million of them yeah they're
1: well they're like 150 million kalashnikovs so yeah (laughs) and they uh, they
0: these things were all over the place during the korean war that is a true statement yeah uh So, and probably during Vietnam. So, you know what? They're going to go in there and I'll start with the SVT-40 and I'm going to rank it on the hot crazy scale. And it is not very hot because it is really ugly. So, we're going to give this thing like a two for hotness. Uh, And if you don't know what the SVT-40 is, go look it up. It's pretty ugly. Um, We're going to give it a two for hotness. And we're going to give it a goddamn eight for crazy because I have actually fired one of these on a television show. And it took a lot of editing to make it look like the gun worked, like a significant amount of editing to the point where going into the event where I was going to use the SVT-40, I said to the uh, the, the competition fairness adjudicator, hey, what do we do in the uh, instance where if the gun fails, like we get a light primer strike? Because I'd be getting... LMAB light primer strikes the day before and failures to extract and all kinds of stuff. And the competition fairness adjudicator said, "Oh, it won't do that. We've been tested. We've tested all the guns." Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. And I would like to sell you some swamp land in Florida. Uh, so I get on the gun and I get behind it and I aim at my target and it goes click. And I say shit and I grab the charging handle and rip it to the rear and it goes click again. I did that four or five times. I'm screaming profanities at this gun. It finally fucking goes off and gets, and I get a hit. And what you see in the edited cut version of the television show is me dropping down behind the gun, aiming in, pulling the trigger, and the gun going off, right? My partner then picks up the gun, and he gets on it, and he pulls the trigger, and it goes click and rips the charging handle to the rear, and it didn't extract the piece of brass that I had just shot and he lets it go, and then he gets another click because it gets a light primer strike, rips it to the rear, gun finally goes off. So SVT-40, ugly and way too fucking crazy. It is a two on the hotness and an eight for crazy. This that is, nope. That's not where your balance needs to be. Accident.
2: Let's just say yeah, that. Exactly. The AK worked by accident. Every other piece of Soviet machinery, not the bag.
0: <laughs> there is a reason why there are more... Mosin-Nagant DMR guns than there are SVT-40s in the world. Like, people have made more Mosin-Nagant sniper rifles than they've made SVT-40s. There, and there's a reason that,
1: like, the AK clone sniper rifle, like the PSL, was so popular as an mm-hmm. adapter because the gun would at least go off. It wasn't all that accurate, but it would go
0: off in cycle. It would it, make a noise. All right, so up akrpk <laughs> you are up but you're not allowed to do the tavor as your first one do a different gun then i'm gonna do the scar <laughs> that's perfectly reasonable all right the
1: scar 17 was my grail gun back in the day so i'm going to rank it a nine on hot is pretty and hot. like an eight on crazy mm, interesting
0: mm. Okay, why okay. so crazy
1: let him cook Like so crazy the reason so crazy and compared to, and we we could even drop it down to a seven necessarily, but the reason so crazy, it's hot and a little less crazy, is due to the expense and a lot of proprietary stuff that goes into it. It is a $3,500 out of the box 308 that takes proprietary $50, $60 magazines, comes with a functional but garbage trigger. But other than that, it's really light and really sexy. So it's like it's hot, but I'm you're you're throwing seven eight grand into this to get this guy the way you want,
2: right? And and it'll kill your optic. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: My my personal gun munch has munched three scopes. Well, Uh, also it will tear your thumb off. Three scopes. It has munched one scope three times. Um, I no longer have that scope.
2: Um, it, it, let's not even talk about the fact that there's a scar only laser designator system for the military because that thing is woo.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it this I was always surprised shooting the scar about how abusive it is just in terms of everything the cycle of operations. I'm like, now doesn't this suck less?
2: Here's and here's, if you if you have arms that are in any really, way shape
1: and it's very light for the shooter. But apparently, that's because all the energy just stays in the receiver to beat itself up.
2: <laughs> and if you've got arms, you're you're, you're kind of in. You got some narrow space for hand. Like I put my hand on a scar rail, I take up the whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the, like the scar was designed in that weird period of time where we thought we were going to shove ten inch barrels into everything,
0: and we didn't give it any more handguard. Including oh the what else was a product of that? Oh, the Beretta ARX was a product of that era as well, where it just doesn't have enough handguard because they're like, it's going to be a 10-3. It's always going to be a 10-3. It will never be anything and but it a 10-3. Never, it
1: will never ever change from 10-3. 10-3 is for everything. Right. Uh, so yeah. So the seven, 17, super hot, but high on the crazy scale. I've got one. I really enjoy it. I don't regret buying it, but I'm not going to pretend it wasn't a resource hog getting it set up the way I want it to
0: because uh, I'm just going to disagree with one key point on that is that I don't think it's a nine hot. It looks like an Ugg boot with a barrel. Um,
2: oh, oh, hold on. I, I want to defend this here. Out the box, you're hundred percent right. It's like a four out the box. <laughs> Once you dump that additional three to five grand into it, that's a sexy looking gun.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's like a Hollywood nine where it's like, right, like you see some actresses like just walking down the street and you're like, what the fuck? And then you see them like all done up like Hollywood style. And you're like, now you're a nine. How did like, that
2: happen? You, the scar, you got to take the glasses off. You got to pull down the ponytail.
0: But okay. there, is,
2: there is a hot girl in there.
0: All right. All right. I, I, I'll, I'll consider that as an option. So, Jack, your turn.
2: I'm going to take the easy one. Well, no, I think I'll save that. I'll save it. I'm going to bring the G3 out, which was actually my first semi-automatic rifle I ever fired in my life was a a century Setny. The Setny was the Spanish variant of the G3 that was built before the G3 was actually built. Um, And, okay, you get all the cool HK features you want. Slap charging handle, roller delayed blowback, uh, controls you can't really reach, awkward mag changes, funky but hard to use sights, difficult optic mounting. I just want to be fair, the G3 in any of its variations, HK91, whatever you want to call it, um, is probably like a six on the hot scale.
0: Yeah, I would say that.
1: Yeah, it's but it's, it's not it's not an attractive weapon, but it is also not an unattractive weapon like the way the SVT is like the right. SVT is a ugly
2: weapon. It's not super attractive, and to like really get it to look good, you got to get the right hand guard on. It. You got to get the big triangle hand guard on it. That's a three hundred dollar plastic hand guard. You got to get the collapsing stock, which is going to suck to use, or you got to buy a spur stock which is like $400. Um you're stuck with these magazines that are $5 a pop so like yeah I can buy all the mags in the world but I still have to stuff it with 308. Um it's not an accurate gun and no matter what anyone wants to tell you the PSG1 variant of the G3 and it is a variant let's be fair. Isn't that accurate of a gun either? Oh boy. Oh, I know they're coming for me. No. That, that
0: will get them.
2: <laughs> they're coming for me. I don't care. I've shot one. It's also 19 pounds. Like, look, I don't care what Solid Snake told you. It's just a semi-auto. But you do get the slap charging handle, and that's a lot of fun. Oh, you also can't reload your brass. That's
0: oh, yeah, what because that, what it, it does geez, it. is it? <laughs> What it does uh-huh. to your brass is it punches a hole, the extractor claw punches a hole through it, grabs it, rips half of the case neck open, and then throws yeah. it into Decatur County. Like, doesn't Hell, matter where you are, that back. it That's ends up a- in a- Decatur AK County. Brass, the,
1: the, the H&K, like, defined that. <laughs> defined but, like, the brass.
2: if you were looking for, like, a lightweight battle rifle back in the day, it was your option. Uh, You handle one of those and you handle an FAL next to it. I would take the G3 every time.
1: Mm -hmm. The funny story there, the funny story about the G3 is because Germany originally had the G1, which was a foul, but because of Germany and Belgium uh, being very frenemy during the, that era. (laughs) um, You mean all of recorded history? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Belgium was still being spicy to Germany as Germany was trying to rebuild after the war and West Germany was trying to build into a modern NATO military force and everything like that. And Belgium was, you know, you know, pissing in the wind and calling it rain for them. Um, And so Germany eventually decided to go, well, piss off, we'll do our own thing so we can build a domestic copy of the gun because Belgium wouldn't allow them to build domestic uh, FALs the way like NATO was supposed to just universally pick the FAL they didn't Hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, being supposed to universally three instead and it ended up being like fn through like being snooty and not wanting to license the fal ended up making germany invent the greatest competitor to the fal during the era (laughs) germany (laughs) was like screw you i'm 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 making my own hookers and blow
0: yeah, I mean, except Germany doesn't really do things with hookers and blow because they're German. Um, but speaking St- of... boots and the stimulants. Yes. <laughs> All right, so speaking of, uh, I'm going to take my second one of uh, NATO not universally adopting the FAL. We're going to bring you to one of the guns that I hate so very, very, very much, and it's the M14. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. This is the lowest hanging fruit. But here is one of the problems the M14 is actually a really good looking gun it looks enough like a grand that you're like ah oh that looks good. And it, you know, even with the, the weird box magazine that you have to rock into place that doesn't lock in correctly, unless you say three Hail Marys first, even with the operating system that wasn't even designed for the 308 cartridge and is wildly unreliable in those environments uh, with an external magazine, uh, even though it weighs 175 pounds and yet somehow manages to be completely uncontrollable and full auto fire, uh, it's hot. It is.
1: It, it is, is the closest is a looking thing looking rifle, and it's twenty two inch wood
0: stocked. Just, and hmm. you, but you know what though? It's also hot when it's like a Socom sixteen with a comp and like a black laminate stock and a rail. Oh, it's us even pretend that the Sage stock didn't look fucking like it. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. It
1: found, but it looked amazing. You it know what? Oh, so futuristic and just.
0: Awesome. You know what the M? You know what the M14 is? It is a hot goth girlfriend that can cover up her tattoos and wear a sundress and go to Baptist church on Sunday and still look good, and mm-hmm. then dress like an absolute hoe when she's in her Socom 16 outfit and fucking just looks great. And you know what else she is? She is batshit crazy. She is a ten crazy. She I'm, might cut you in your sleep. I'm, you know, just, she doesn't I'm, necessarily have. I'm a, I'm
2: a- Go call somebody real quick. Yeah, do you need <laughs> I <gotta> go. Jack's? <laughs> like, I should I call go.
0: her. <laughs> Look, she could either be like she, so. The, the two examples that I think of when I think of the M14 and the hot crazy scale it's either like the hot goth girlfriend that can also like dress up for church, or it's a Latina and she's really, really hot and she'll take you to church on Sundays too. But she might cut you in your sleep because you but you in church she might act yes she might actually cut you in church because you looked wrong at the people at the woman playing the piano so hot and so crazy and the m14 is without a doubt completely and utterly schizophrenic because in that socom 16 configuration which looks amazing as an example it also doesn't fucking work <laughs> it, it doesn't if- All of the battle rifles, if you look at all the battle rifles we
1: are talking about, the only one you can't really run like a battle rifle is the M14, is the M1A. Because magazines don't freaking rock in or lock in or anything like that. There are no modern controls on it like that work the way that you want them to. And if you think about how these things are shot, the most popular way these things are shot is like Camp Perry National Match style Mm fire at target which they're not super accurate they work it's what no it's,
0: but that's the thing right you get
1: the m14 accurate enough to run like all the other guns you can run like fighting rifles this one you have to run like a target rifle and if it's out of tune if if the barrels like it as soon as it starts going it is a beast to keep on that's
0: the other thing right so to get the m14 accurate enough to actually use it at camp perry you have to basically make it not an m14 anymore and what i mean is they have to put in a match grade trigger you've got to put in a national match barrel you've got to glass bed the action into the stock you have to do all of these things i didn't even know what glass bedding was before i tried to shoot an m14 but it's really it makes everything super accurate and it reduces the insane vibrations of the operating system going kerchunk kerchunk because the barrel, which is 22 inches long, when that op system is going kerchunk, kerchunk back and forth, likes to go, which uh, I don't know if you guys know this, that's bad for accuracy. So, yeah, uh, the M14, what absolutely a... a smoke show. 10 hotness for barrel, 10 for crazy. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the M14 is is so hot, but it's so crazy and is also completely useless as a fighting rifle, which is why we yeeted it into the sun after exactly two seconds of Vietnam. It's the most, we made this work just enough. Mm.
1: So much effort making it work just enough that the minute we could like, bye, we did. <laughs> All right, Keith, what's your second one? Uh, the second one, I am going to drag from the depths, the uh, IWI or 7. Yeah, I was about to say, this is probably when you need to talk about the Tavor. I'm going to talk about the Tavor 7, and I'm going to rank it as a 7 on the hot scale, because she's a little thick, she's a little th- short.
0: Um, but on the
1: crazy scale, we're going to go with a solid 5.
0: This thing runs. All right, so before we go into this, uh if you guys don't need to want to listen to 2 minutes of unhinged bullpup content, now is a good time to like go get a coke, maybe go do some yeah, he's, he's, something he's, like that. <laughs> bullpup, All right. Continue.
2: <laughs> oh, I, it's my cue. Like I'll be back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go with the bullpup fan. a so the the Tavor 7 ranks like seven on the hot scale. It's, it's a little thick, it's a little short. Um it's heavy, but it runs, it runs on SR25 pa- pattern magazines. It's got an adjustable nice. system. You you can um you can suppress it, you can throw uh any of the standard 762 muzzle devices on it with a counter It's a well-designed gun. Where it falls short is because of its barrel lockup system. You can't get this into some of the match grade accuracy you can get out of modern platforms like the SCAR or the SR25, which have a tighter barrel lockup, and they don't have um, some some of the accuracy limits that the 7 has. The 7 can outshoot like the G3 and the other Cold War pattern, the M14 and the other... Uh, Cold War pattern guns. It can outshoot them by a small margin, but it is going to fall short when you compare it to the Scar Seventeen or the SR Twenty Five, which have a superior barrel lockup inside the receiver. However, she's short, she's thick. You can you can run around with it. A lot of fun. Takes the SR Twenty Five pattern magazine, so you can shove twenty five three hundred eight pills through it real quick. Reload it real fast. Ambidextrous controls, easy to swap around. It's a good three hundred eight. It's just not in that accuracy standard that America really likes out of 308s, which is hovering around that minute of angle uh area. Uh she she hunts about two. So you know Yeah. We do to-
0: Yeah, we do kind of like our uh our 308s to be accurate. So yeah, bull and
1: and bullpup. We'll uh we'll wake Jack up here as he's taking a nap.
0: Well, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bullpup content's over, Jack. We'll go back, oh, no, sorry, back. sorry,
2: I nodded it <laughs> off due to unnecessary designs. Um, anyway,
0: <laughs> which means Jack, you know what this leaves you as the last. Man I, actually, on the I list.
2: so I do want to say that Keith missed one giant point about the two seven, and that is it's the Halo battle rifle, and that's is. cool. Like it is. It, it,
0: is straight up the Halo battle rifle. It, so I didn't even think of that because the battle rifle in Halo is a 7.62. Actually,
2: it's the assault rifle is a 7.62, which there's a whole series of issues with that. The battle rifle is a 9.35 millimeter. Yowza. Yeah, it feels, it feels like eight. on three round bursts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please, keep in, please keep in mind that the Spartan is seven and a half feet tall in power armor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the SR-25. Now, I know what you're gonna say, but Jack, that's not the only AR-pattern battle rifle. The AR-10 has a long history of war crimes. It has a <laughs> long history of war crimes. I'm very familiar with it. But it's not as prevalent as the SR-25 pattern is today. And there's some big differences between the AR-10 and the SR-25, but here's the deal. Winners get to write history, and the SR-25 is one. Absolutely.
0: Um, now, and it's, it's better than different. the Knight's Armament done.
2: <clears throat> there are a lot of different variations out there. I'm going to say pick any of them. And what are you talking about? You're talking about a ten. It's a good-looking gun. You take you take a match grade SR25, and that thing looks cool. You take a three a heavy three gun race gun SR25. It looks cool. You take a spray painted up. This is one of my favorite stories. They took SR25s which had twenty inch barrels in Iraq. And sawed the barrels off with a hacksaw in a tent to create a 14 and a half inch gun. That when Knights found out about it, they were like, You shouldn't have done that. They're like, We did it, and it still works. That sounds about right. And I've seen those things, and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, they did it. They, they did, like, can you imagine hacksawing a match grade barrel and it? works still I, no i i cannot uh
0: <laughs> i i would have been teams night team nights with that and been like what and I, I mean but you're right though they all look good like the hk the m110 a1 that we've got at my other job great. looks fucking cool and is, is great to shoot is a good looking gun and you're gonna get I you're
1: gonna get guns.
2: minimum i like the fact that we understand that you might want a 10 round magazine for some things Keeping that gun light for a movement. 20 rounds is your standard. And thanks to Magpul, you get a 50-round drum option for your SR-25 mags. Why?
1: That's really in the Tavor 7, too, by the
0: way.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. Then it really Um, is the Halo battle, right? Because you uh,
1: uh, got to... we will get lighter. Whap, whap, whap.
2: um, But... As with all things in the world, you don't get a tin hot without some tin crazy. And this is where I'm kind of going to say like, I remember back in the day when 50 rounds was about what you could get out of a 308 AR before it got real chunky and real not working good. It's gotten better. But there was a time where they weren't the most reliable guns. And if you think Buying a SCAR is expensive. You ain't bought a Knight's gun yet. <laughs> All
0: right, let's, go to, let's go to our friends over at guns.com and type in uh uh HK 417.
2: Yeah, yeah HK 417. Let's just see what that, that kicks back. I think okay. it's MR762. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I always forget that they don't... I don't understand why they wouldn't just call it that. Um, oh my god. So, the MR762 that is in the uh, M110A1 configuration, uh, would you like to light $7,000 on fire?
2: No, I
0: wouldn't. (laughs) I I mean, God, it does look good, though, doesn't it? It really does. Yes, the MR762A1 LRP3 uh is what I'm looking at and it is 7G's over at our friends at guns.com. Just the bare bones MR762 is 4 grand. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Makes my chest hurt a little bit. Spicy. Spicy meatball right there. Yeah, so you're going to be spending money for it. Uh, but yeah, that is... So uh, what would you score that on a crazy scale? Because that's not a t- it's not a 10 crazy. It would If we were having this conversation... It's like, it's
2: like, okay, 10 sets your clothing on fire in your front yard. This is like an 8. You know why? Because you got to go buy this thing, Balenciaga. You don't even know how to spell Balenciaga. Okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't know what Michael Kors are.
0: She gets mad that the restaurant doesn't have white tablecloths.
2: Right, like this girl has never had still water in her life.
0: Nope. And she's choosy about her sparkling water. She's like, I don't want club soda. If it doesn't say San Pellegrino or Perrier on the bottle, get right. that trash away from me. She shits on Topo Chico.
2: Like, Netflix and chill. No, 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 no. Yacht me that. Yeah. Like Yeah, that is, yes. This
0: is an heiress is what it is. This is dating Paris Hilton.
2: That's... Is it is it worth it? Absolutely. Could she probably afford to pick up the check? Yeah, I would think so. But she's not going.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's 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 the comparison here. The SR twenty five. It's Paris Hilton. It is hot, but it is there's a price it's hot, tag. Lot. It and is there, a lot. There's a price tag assor- associated with it, and that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of this episode. What do you think of our hot, crazy matrix for battle rifles? If you disagree with that, that's fine. Keep your opinion to yourself and just live with being wrong. Uh, especially if you're mad at me about the M14, because I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong, and Jack's not wrong about the SR25. The only thing in this that we're get, that you guys are allowed to send complaints and gripes about is us including the Tavor Seven. Okay, so that's it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you uh, for liking, sharing, subscribing, watching, and all of that other stuff. Uh, Tune in next week for an all new episode of Gunday Brunch.